All right, guys, welcome back to Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I am Aaron Arnold. I'm Austin Arnold. And today we're sitting here with our good. We're sitting here with our good friend, best friend, guest, Brian Shakti, actor, filmmaker, great guy. Guy does it all. Thank you. Acting in New York, acting in L.A. So what do we talk to him? What, what, what was this podcast all about? One of my favorite things was talking about New York versus L.A. If you're an actor, what are the differences? That came about midway through. And also the importance of uh, not just being an actor, but also being an actor that actually creates content. It's a new world out there. You have to do it. Brian gives us the insight on all that stuff. He's made his own stuff. He's worked with us. And, and, and Brian, if you had to sum up this episode in one sentence... How would you do it? I would sum it up in one word. What is it? Papua. Nice. We talk about Papua, the short film we all created together. I like and that. And you guys can hear more details about it today. And my favorite part, stay tuned until the very end where we chat about fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the podcast was about football and movies. Can we just do that podcast? Do football it. and movies. These guys tried to make it that way. Please. Brian, give us a call to action and we'll roll right in. Action. How long have we been friends with each other? Wait, are we recording? No, we're not. We haven't started yet. Yeah, we started. We did. Oh, I mean, we just generally roll into it. If yeah. this conversation, the first three <laughs> minutes is bad, we'll cut it out. And we'll start whenever it gets yeah. interesting. Well, yeah, actually, let's, let's it, was, um, it was when you guys first came into town, right? When? You mean like, when we what, were in seven years ago? In class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were in Five town for ago. a couple months before that, but mm-hmm. it was pretty close. Yeah, we were in uh, class the first day together. Nice. That was my first class, and that was your guys' first class. Well, you guys, you guys started the same day at the mag- yeah. at the magic, really? yeah, the oh, magic no. theater. Oh, wait, that's no. Hold on a second. You guys were at the Hilton, mm-hmm. but we were in that thrust space, that like black box theater. That was mm-hmm. where we audited. I actually I thought that was later. Wasn't that later? The mad the magic theater in we, Glendale. It was, was that the one in we Glendale. Went, yeah, that was in Glendale. But we went back and forth to that Hilton. Mag- magic w- was the first night I audited. Was in that magic. Place. Which is weird because I, I joined when it was at the Hilton, and I never remember it going back and forth. Well, you were there before me. I know, but it wasn't that much before you. Right. It was like maybe yeah. like two months, maybe. And what was months. it about that class that we were all in that you thought, I want to join that class? Well, I actually, you know, I, I wasn't in a class for a while, and I remember... Um, I saw this weird email coming over. It looked like a scam email. <laughs> and it was, uh, I was working as a manager at the time. And um, one of our clients saw it and they said, oh, I think I'm going to go over and do this. So um, I went and checked it out and I liked a lot of the stuff that Ryan said. I thought, you know. What do you say? The scam email. You liked I don't, it. it. It was some one of those things that's like, oh, if, if you're doing, I mean, I, of course his do voice is there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you think, you know, acting is this or you want to be trained by the best in the business or something like that, you know, it was like, all right, yeah, I'll check this out. And I remember going and I audited the class. And I really liked it. And it was a, on a real shoot day. What would you like about it? I know um, what I liked about it. I, I liked Ryan. You know, I liked how he was like no bullshit. I liked how he just got to the point right away. And there were about three or four things he said. Uh, he, was, he was speaking as a director and somebody who is behind the scenes instead of somebody is just like, oh, I'm an acting teacher and I'm going to teach you just how to be an actor on the front side. Like mm-hmm. there were a lot of things he said that was great, like your eye line and like, you know, um, um, 
acting to be editor proof and, and a lot of things like that that you don't really think about or you never taught in a regular acting class. What I liked about the class is when I audited, I saw people like Sharonis, James Lake, probably Johnny, uh, like Pescio. I was like, man, no, I was terrible. Any women? The beginning. Um, no, because what I remember is, <laughs> no, there were women too, but um, there was Tarnisha, there was Ramona. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I remember is, I was like, man, all these people seem not only like they're good actors, but they seem like I could be friends with these people. Yeah, they seem yeah. cool. That was right for about half of them. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I remember I audited, and then I didn't join for about another month, uh, month and a half, because I was, I was shooting fence. a film. No, I was shooting oh, okay. a film. Okay. And I didn't want to, like... Humble brag. You didn't want to pay for... Yeah, I didn't want to pay and yeah. start. I wanted to just be done shooting the film and then go over there. A hey, real question, though. How do you... I never got the email, but how do you think Ryan got your email? Like, no, did everyone get emails? It was one of the actresses. I think what he was doing was he was going on IMDb looking at hot actresses and just probably sending it to all of them. You think so? But, I so, don't know. Well, How does that explain you then? Well, because I got it from the actress. I didn't get the oh. email, but uh, the actress okay, was okay, just okay, like, oh, oh, do you think this is a scam? I'm like, probably. I'll go check it out. And I went. I was hmm. like, oh, no, this is kind of cool. Sasha. So, but why do you think only hot actresses? I don't know. I'm just saying that. <laughs> is that how you guys found? Oh, no, John Maniston. John yeah. Maniston. I remember John in class. Yeah. yeah. That's right. It was, that was, you guys joined like two months after he got there, right? I don't know when he joined. Um, I'm he not just, sure. We hung out with him. He said, you got to join this class. I said, I'll see about that. And I came in and I, I liked it. There you go. So we got to get Ryan on the pod. Yeah, right. You know, It'd be great uh, for our final episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what were you saying, Austin? I was hey, saying Sasha. I'll, I'll be a guest star on that one. Sasha. Sasha was good. Are you and Ryan cool? I have no idea. Our old teacher. I don't know. I think uh, you still have a respect for him. I have a respect for him as a teacher. Right. Let's just leave it there. Okay. You brought it up. Brought it up. <laughs> All right. If you're interested in uh, how Brian feels, the inside scoop, uh, comment below or, 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 or write in and we'll email you the story. Anyway, well, Sasha, what were you saying? Um, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter anymore, but Sasha got invited to Ryan's class because he got an email He's through, hot. through Actors Access. <laughs> He's a hot girl. Uh, wait. Well, he probably thought Sasha. Oh, it's a girl's name. That might have been it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so that's how Sasha. Uh, Ryan, Ryan does have an affinity for the hotter girls. Not that he's banging them. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't you have an affinity for the hotter girls? Yeah. There's no. I'm not in a position of power. <laughs> but you could be. I wish. Start your own class. <laughs> uh, that's that's the whole method. I remember when I when I was in the first class when I audited, it was uh, at the Hilton. I think yeah, it was at the Hilton, and I remember Sharonis was in class. Ramona was in class. And I know they did a scene together. Great. I, I want to say it was from Six Feet Under. They were great, great actors. That narrows it down. They did like scenes every week. And they, I know. they, they killed I know. it. Yeah, they did. But I remember watching it, and I really hadn't had any formal acting training ever. And I watched it, and I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, my God. I was just like, I, man, I hope why I don't have to why, do a scene. Why couldn't you I, do it? Just because I never had a, I never done a scene study class. I've never, I ne never done any formal acting training. I had, I no, actually I had done a basic community college acting class. That was like breathing techniques or something. That was basically it. And, but you, you but with that, I saw you, it and I was like, dude, these people are good. They're really good. Cause Ramona was really good. And Sharon is yeah. really good. I remember seeing them. They did a scene from the show Martin. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. The sitcom. Uh -huh. And he played Martin probably, and she played whatever. What was Martin's wife? Well, why did he play him? Because he's black? 
Uh, I remember because he's the lead. Because oh. he liked the show. But uh, I remember Ryan saying, um, uh, "You can take a lot of things out of Martin's playbook. If I were you, I wouldn't take anything out of Will Smith's playbook because you know you're already like you could oh, easy, yeah, yeah. you're like charismatic like uh, Will Smith, but take yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff out of Martin's playbook. And yeah. Anyway, it was a great scene. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, man, I could never like. It's like I could never like find this like sitcom <laughs> vibe and like like they killed it with the laughs. I didn't see that one. I remember the first thing I did was something about Mary. Which scene? I did it. Great Ben Stiller I did flick. A, I did the scene with uh, there was this girl in class. I can't remember her name now. She was actually really cool. Gina, I think. Gina, you guys remember her? Mm-hmm. No. She was there for a few months. Um, I was like, hey, I want to do the scene from this movie. It was a scene where Woogie is going after her because he's a, has an obsession with shoes. Is that you the remember end? that character? In the office, it was the, uh, the, with the guy from yeah, yeah, what's yeah. The, what's the guy's name again? Um, I don't know who you're talking about, but it's the guy. Um, it's the guy from Scary Movie Two. Yes, with the bad from arm. He, with the bad arm. Yeah, um, uh, use my good arm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah use yeah, my yeah. good hand. Uh-huh. You know <laughs> that funny. dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I literally like my technique was like, let's watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twenty times and do the same thing this guy did. That was that was the guy that's on um um uh, uh Shit's Creek. Yeah, I haven't seen that. He was in Osmosis Jones. He would get a life, get a life. The guy, uh, uh, Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that show, Get a Life. I don't. I don't remember that movie. No, it was a show. It was like it was on. He was basically an older guy that lived with his mom, and he was a paper boy. That hit close to home. Yeah, it (laughs) was. Anyway, so what you got going on, dude? You're doing something after this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working. Um, so it's actually Melissa, one of the directors we met at the film festival. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Papua, the short film we all made together. But this is a this is another director we met mm-hmm. at that film festival. So she does like actor reels, and I've worked with her doing um, being the other actor hired on the person that's doing the reels. So you know, it's fun just to kind of like because they really bring. A nice camera, a nice setup. They're, I'm going to Envision Studios. They're shooting over there. Oh, nice. So um, they're doing like five scenes today. Wait, isn't that in Santa Monica? No, um, uh, Burbank. Mm. That's where we did um, oh, yeah. Palisades. Palisades. Yeah, right, Palisades. Okay. So um, yeah. So I'm. How'd like, you book that? She. She's used you before. She used I remember me you before. showed me a clip with a cop. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she used me before, and then um, they just booked me for today and tomorrow for two different scenes. And the cool thing is. Get paid for it. Get to do it. And you, you get know? the reel, too. And I get the reel, too. So, um, Do they get coverage of you as well? To yeah. Cut, cut across? To yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, That's cool. I'll show you the other one that I sent. It was good coverage of me. So I'm curious. Like, I, I'm familiar with these these things that they do. Uh, how much does it cost, the other actor? Because the other actor is basically paying for the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's a lot. Like a couple thousand? I would say Whoa. so. A couple I'm, thousand? Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. last time you told me they shoot on like a red. Yeah, they shot on a red. They yeah. have like and and Melissa's a full crew. She's just the EP and, and location. Like she's not even the director of it. There's yeah. a director. There's a camera guy. Is it there's a boyfriend who's the yeah yeah yeah. But then there's like you know just people work. There's a three set people. Yeah, and you know they're they're renting using locations, a set, so they're paying a lot of money. And for they're that. they're writing it together. Um, they have like the wardrobe. They have craft service. Like it's it's wow. like a. Now you were telling me off mic. Um, you also auditioned for a short film she did the other day, and you thought you, 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 you thought you came in guns blazing, full, you know, in character. Character's a little bit racist, and you and you thought you thought the audition didn't go as you thought it was kind of awkward. Yeah, I mean, it was awkward. It was like you, you, 
It's weird. You know when you go into a room sometimes and you just don't feel the vibe. Well, and you, you, you saw that she was casting this on Actors Access. So you submitted and you sent her a text saying, yeah. hey, I'm auditioning for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she called me right in. She's like, hey, I come in on Thursday. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. So I go in and, um, you know, it, it's the one I got cast. And this is another thing, too. So when I did on the real shoot, I played this like... It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, sort of character. Willis. Like, yeah. I, I was like, Willis, yes. Yeah, I brought very different strokes in. No, it was and, um, <laughs> nice. and um, when I did that, it was like, that was kind of like a, like a slimy, hillbilly sort of character. And, you know, that's, that's kind of like in my wheelhouse that I do. Yeah, you do a lot of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I went and I'm like, he was a total racist guy. You know, it was yelling at this Indian guy, call him a towel head, this, and just, whoa. it was... Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh. Daily life for you, Oh, right? is, this, is this PG? Where to, Dude, we're recording. <laughs> just so I went there, but instead of doing that, like, hillbilly accent, I went and did, like, a New York accent, because I was working on a New York character Can you give us that. some? For, for like, the... For what, the, what the hell you think you're doing, you know? For the audition. For this for audition. The audition. For the audition. For the audition. And... Like all the, there were, there were uh, six people in the room besides her. And I think there were the producers and writers and stuff. And they were Golly. all like Indian. And she was probably oh, like, oh really? Yeah. And they were all there. And I, and I think they just didn't feel like I was intimidating enough for that. And as I left, it was one of those things. It's like, oh, I should have just did that Southern thing. Cause that's like, mm. you said it was very awkward. It was awkward. Um, just cause I don't know. She well, acted weird. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't was, necessarily it was just her. It was, the, it was the vibe in the room. Yeah. You know, you know. Sometimes when you go into a room and you feel like they're not digging you, you you all know if they like all you or not. Well. All too I had, well. I had one of those yesterday. I yeah. get it, dude. I so, walked in there and I was just like, the vibe's not good here. Literally, no notes, no feedback, no nothing. Thanks. That's all we need. Yeah. My, my worst. My worst <laughs> audition. My worst yeah. audition. It was for like a. I had like two, three lines going into like a some sort of like good TV show. I was like excited to audition for this part. And I just had like two, three lines and I go in. Forgot all of them. Dude, I forgot all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, had a, I couldn't get it. I was two in my head. I had to stop halfway through. And I said, it's all defeated. I'm sorry. Can I start this again? <laughs> and she said, sure, no problem. Don't ever say sorry again. I know. And then I do it, forget the lines again. And I said, I'm sorry, one more time. And then it happens a third time, and so I say, "Why you just have the script in your hand, dude?" I say, "I don't remember." But I say, "This is. I'm sorry. This will. This is I'll just. This is. This is it." And she said, "All right. This is the last time because we have other people to see." And I just. It was awful. What show? Oh man, it was probably like a FX type. Wasn't that what you say was Game of Thrones, cable. right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dude, you would have booked that if they had grapes on the table. Yeah, exactly. That's my uh, <laughs> go-to. That's or callbacks. Yes. So, but the awkwardness of. Isn't it weird though? Because like you just audition, and then you're like, and then she's like, "All right, well, see you on set the it's, next day." Well, no, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's like what happened? All that respect you gave me as a filmmaker from this. Uh... Yeah, but but it's the weird thing, you know. As an actor, I'm going through my head. I'm like, oh, I fucked up. She's never gonna do that. Like, never work with me again. It's like you have all that stuff going on, but it's like <clears throat> she's like, "Hey, Brian, you know what? Actually, we don't need you to come in tomorrow." <laughs> but 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 you also know you've you've all been on the other side of it when you're casting, and you yeah. know sometimes someone's not there. You're not thinking of them like, oh, they're like a crappy actor. I'm never going to work with them again. It's just like they're not right. But like when you're on both sides, you understand it. If you're if you're yeah. just an actor and you're never on the other side, you never really understand what it's like to be the person making the decision and how hard it is and is how she, it's not about the talent. It's about other things you're looking for, chemistry, a look oh, or something. Is she, is she directing this? Uh, she was directing it, yeah. And, is, there, and, and is there a reason why she even auditioned you? Like, she already knows you? Probably just because she knew me. She's like, oh, you know. He's no, but I'm saying she could have just been like, hey, you know what? You just play the role. Yeah, but, she could have. But, but, but no, no, but, but she probably wasn't making the decision. It was probably the I other see. guys doing that. I see. You know? 
but but also it's 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 just a thing like um my my roommate she's casting and she does a lot of big things and they see big people come in all the time and sometimes it's just not right sometimes they want to call people in for other things but then it's like you know they're just not right for it and it's not a personal thing, and 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 you guys know from casting stuff, it's not personal. Yeah. Sometimes it's or, like, or is it very personal? Could it be. could be, could, could be. be, depending on what your name is or what you look like. Do you totally, look like someone's ex? Just totally contradict Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he said is out the window. No, but you said something too about like going in, and it's like a sometimes you get a bad vibe from a room. Just the energy is bad. But like but you the could, thing it, is, it's not. You know what I mean? Like I but sometimes it's not a bad energy in the room sometimes you just don't have chemistry with the people that's Cause, true because it's all a chemistry fit it's not a chemistry fit for you and the other actor it's a chemistry fit for you and the people creating the project sometimes it's just right. not like you know it's sometimes if you're on a first date right it, within five seconds on a first date of when the person comes you know if it's going to be good or if it's going to be bad a lot of times sometimes mm. you don't i'll push through and make it work yeah but Either but way. but sometimes yeah, with that Trump supporter it's okay no, I know what you e- even if you push through the, the initial chemistry isn't there. And I think with casting, it's the same thing. You come in and you're like, you're auditioning for a date. You want to date these people. You want to hang out with these people for, depending if it's a short or a feature, either a couple days or like, you know, a couple months or could be a year depending or on the till, project. Till death. Or till death. I, I would say <laughs> I, you're right because I would, when I cast something or I would, I would much rather work with people who I like to just hang out with rather than, you know, necessarily. Even if they're not good. Well, here's the Which thing. Which is why we're all here. I, hey. I only want to hang out with people who are good. Those are only my friends and only the people I'd cast. Which explains why we asked you <laughs> to be in our short Papua. That was fun. Yeah. Good times. Let's let's talk about Papua a little bit because uh, that's how we actually for the met folks at Melissa home. What the hell too. is Papua? So we we referenced Papua multiple times on this podcast. For you guys that don't know, Papua is a short film that we all produced and created and acted uh, in. Austin wrote it. It's award winning. Uh, Brian played Papua, what which is what it's all about, and uh, that's the how we met a lot of filmmakers. The title character. So. And Johnny was, directed. Was it hard? I directed it. Was mm-hmm. it hard learning all those lines for the yes, title? Yes, very hard. <laughs> what did you do for your preparation as Papua? You know, um, well, like, just a brief summary. It's all right. us. Break it down. Us three people. It's a dark comedy, not for everybody, but us three, um, two sons and friend, childhood friend, go to visit our dying father in the hospital, and basically, Johnny's the friend, and you I guys play are the, the friend. Sons. These are the sons, exactly. and that's the dad. And we have to basically, you know, say our goodbyes, right? And and as we say our goodbyes, secrets are unveiled that It'll will unveil change our lives, lives forever. forever. It sounds we, like you're giving a sales pitch. Give us, well, the, every, give us the log line. Give us the log line. Well, every Uber ride that we went to at the <laughs> film festival, we I was giving that sales pitch. That's true. I thought the sales pitch is uh, well, we have multiple ideas in development or something like the that. The sales pitch what is. is it? Dove told us we have yeah. various various projects project, and, and multiple stages of development. Dude, you guys don't remember this, but also that same conference, that same time we heard Dove speak, he was, which is the Chandler Film Festival. Yeah, he was right. talking about. Um, this was in early 2018. He was talking about. He was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to make my own cryptocurrency. It's a film coin. Who oh said yeah, that? yeah, Dove. Dove. Oh, did he really? That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I, I'm tired. I've lived my whole life, <laughs> uh, and this is finally something I'm going to do. I see the future. He was just talking about like it was a big deal. And obviously, we know like all these altcoins died, but yeah. it was just look. Do you ever look up his coin? He never like I can't. Yeah, remember. it's called Dove. <laughs> but we do have future projects because I wrote a feature film for it's all true. of us. Actually, you remember one thing Dove said? He's like. You guys are adults. Yeah. Stop making short films. Exactly. <laughs> That's for kids. This is how you do it. All right, all right. So, you know, it's funny because that 
feature film I started writing after we got home from Chandler, from that film festival. You got slapped in the face with inspiration. I did. Actually, it could have been him that did it. It, it was him, but it was also winning. us being the, there. Winning the Chandler but Film Festival, uh, best no, comedy what, short. What was it about being in Chandler, us four as a group, that you thought was special? You know, it's interesting because I feel like the, the chemistry, something about the chemistry of the four of us can really work a room well. There's something that each one of our personality brings to. And if one of us wasn't there for a certain film festival, it wasn't the same. When Johnny left, it was sad. He had to leave early for like a project. Hey, I left and you guys won. No, that, was, that was good luck. No, but, but even the other ones, even the other film festivals we went to, like if you weren't, if uh, Austin wasn't there one day, like it would be different. Are, are, how are our energies different? Like how are we complementary? You know what? I don't know. Like there were certain things like, like um, Aaron, you are really good at, breaking the ice and, and just going in and just not giving a shit and saying things <laughs> that just kind of like, no, right. you know. I'm very good at like the initial icebreaker and I always thought Johnny was good at <coughs> then carrying the conversation yeah. further. I'm not, good at, I'm not good at starting the conversation, I'm good at carrying the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm good at that too. But I also talk about other stuff. Like I'll, I'll be talking about life issues and stuff and talking about like stuff not even the film industry, yeah, you know. Yeah, you're good too. That's true. Brian's good at uh, maintaining the the relationship at the festival and beyond. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, you know? yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, I'm hanging out with so and so. We met at the thing," and I'm yeah. like, "Really? <laughs> oh, all right, that's cool." You know? Hey, what's Austin good at? We kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, we um, get it. We get it. Well, <laughs> you know, just kind of. I wrote it. Air. We just we, <laughs> Austin stands there. We poke, we poke fun of him, and people laugh at him, and, and that's how you we guys, get it going. Yeah, yeah. And then you guys have me get the beers. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Just kidding. Anyway. So, so for the uh, for the folks at home who maybe haven't been at a film festival, Ryan, any what what's something like that you know now now that we've gone through that circuit mm -hmm. uh, that you didn't know before we got Papua into those well, festivals? So, <clears throat> the one I mean, know or just kind of like just learn. So one thing is like having really good quality content. It, at a festival is really powerful. Oh well, that's everybody has that. Everybody if you says, get in, but, but but everybody says I got the best. Short. No, 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 no. But, but 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 it's it's actually having it, not saying you have it. But, but how do you know? You don't know. Everybody thinks they have it. Not really. But I don't know because because the thing is, I think we we didn't know if we had it. We came in being like, I don't know if this is going to be good. This is going to be all right. We went there, and from the reaction of other people. Like you couldn't fake that, and we won that first festival, you know. No, we we all we knew though. We, we knew that we had a project. But, but enough to I'm saying it. those projects that we watched, they were like, oh, this uh, one's not geez. as good." They thought they were great. It's true. That is. Can true. I just say so for but, the but this is a it thing a too. Lot. It's it like we we already know like our project was was good, you know, maybe to some eyes not great, but it definitely wasn't a <laughs> shitty project. It wasn't something going in and people would be embarrassed, being like, "Look at the quality." That's like our quality was really great. Like. Dan, our DP, was amazing. He made it look incredible. And just with us, I'm just working together before. We know our chemistry and we know we know what each other brings. Sometimes so we finish each other's sentence. Sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Sentences plural. Dude, can I just say for the folks at home, um, as far as, you know, these other uh, films in the festival not being good, there's nothing worse than being in a dramatic short film block. <laughs> 
and realizing you're only halfway through the first one, you got 45 minutes left to go because they're just <laughs> hellish. Well, the worst is if it's a feature and it's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my god. So, so, so I think being in a festival and having something quality, and then also being honest with a support team, because like if you're there by, like if I'm there by myself. I'm the like worst. Dennis, like but, Dennis was there by himself. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but but the thing is, if I'm by myself, I'm I'm not the best at at talking to people or breaking the ice. I'm really good at connecting when I'm there and talking to people. Yeah. But like, I personally need people with me. It's a good. To, you need a buddy. It's good to yeah, have a buddy. Yeah, All yeah. to bounce ideas off of too. Exactly. Oftentimes, they only give you two comp tickets though. So you can't have that many people unless you're well, going to pony up the dough. One, at least one. Unless you're going into Chandler and you probably need to pay for anything. Yeah, you still, <laughs> you still drink tickets. How about working oh. on our short film? Can you like tell us your experience for that? So we basically, um, you know, we decided to like basically like, you know, partner up all four of us later. But at that time, we just like asked you to be like an actor in it. But then we pretty much like you were just like. You know, you're basically just like you know us making, helping us make decisions and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, the thing is. What I, I think made it work so well is we workshopped that for months. You know, we, we brought it to the acting class with it, and we really got a lot of the feedback from there. So if we just did what was written from the beginning on the first draft or what we thought it was, it probably wasn't going to be that good. But it mm. got better and better as we went, and there were some scenes that I was doing in there and we were all doing, and the way the response we had from everybody laughing – I was kind of confused because because I remember first time I read it, I'm like, I don't really get it. What? But like, let's all right, I'll I'll do it. Like, this is cool. <laughs> As a favor to you guys, I'll do it. But, <laughs> no, no, yeah, just I mean, wanting guess. to work with you guys. On, like, on, you know, on set, you kept joking around. I'll call SAG. I'll call. Them. <laughs> Our short was it, it was a union project. Yeah, it was. It was. If there's anything, if I don't get cut for lunch at the right time, I'm calling <laughs> SAG. Right. But 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 I think workshopping it and just really just working out the kinks, like up until the night before. The night before, some of our best jokes I thought were like we we're punching up the night before, like the uh, the Spider Man joke. Like, yeah, it was almost a Martin Luther King that, joke. That needed oh, yeah. help because that other joke, eh. Which joke? The Spider-Man one. It was good. I'm glad you changed it. What was it before? Martin I don't know. It was a, I forget. It was a book reference or something. Um, and I was like, I don't know if people are going to get that. But it was almost, because we were just trying to think of any sort of like quote that would be funny. Right. We almost had Martin Luther King quote, but then just something about that Spider-Man quote was so dumb and funny. Also, it was, it was not even the night before, day of, Johnny comes in with rewrites to his little Yeah, he writes the poem and that well, poem is you, brilliant. You kept telling me like, this is your moment to like, Say something. Uh, I'm like, what, do I, wait, what do I say though? Well, well, in the script, Austin left it pretty vague. Saying, Johnny just needs you to kill it in this one part. Say whatever you want. I was just like, okay, here we go. And and, and the funny thing about working it so much is like, we when we do scenes, especially in the beginning, we crack ourselves up sometimes. You know, um, I'm not going to name anybody, but there's one person at this uh, table Aaron, that really laughs a lot. Austin? Yes, oh, one De of the definitely. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, dude, on the, on the set, I was telling everybody, shut up, guys. You, you were actually the most serious on the set. Yeah. That was the most serious I ever saw you. I always working. laugh. I always laugh. Yeah. There's a time <laughs> to laugh and there's a time to <laughs> but, be serious. But, but on the set, I don't think we cracked once. No, like, I was even the opposite. I fell asleep during one of the scenes. <laughs> we, we were very aware that we were paying for this location, and we yeah, had a heart out. Guys, we have to hurry up and get out of here. So, yeah, you didn't. Uh, you, uh, you were so into your character. This a guy on his deathbed. Who, is, who couldn't get access to water. You didn't drink the whole day. <laughs> no. You fell asleep um, on the, the hospital bed. In, in, in the middle of, uh, it was your coverage, and I started snoring right in the middle of your coverage. <laughs> That's the take we used. Yep. It was right. good, though. It was good. What, what would you say you, uh, after working on that project, I mean, 
I feel like it went pretty well. Um, but there was obviously, it's not perfect. No project really is. What did you learn from that? As a as more of a filmmaker perspective, not the acting that you're going to bring to your shoot mm -hmm. with Melissa later. Um, what changed for you? I think one thing that I don't know if it changed, <clears throat> but it more like I love making projects with friends, and that's one thing that I, I love I, movies. No, I, I do, <laughs> but but the thing is, just really making good projects with people you trust and you people that like you know are good actors and people that know you really well and know what you can bring to the table. Because like a lot of times you get cast in something and and people don't know you. Yeah. They, they want you to do certain things and don't know what you're capable of or anything. Like we know each other so well from working in class for so many years and working on, we worked on another project after. We worked on Letters mm. to or From God. Letters, exactly. Letter from yeah. God. Letter and and from yeah, God. and that's being edited right now. And and we just know what we bring and, and there's such <clears> a certain <throat> trust that we have. That's why, you know, Judd Apatow works with all the same actors and all these directors and, and actors like to work with the same actors because they trust him, you know? And, and like, I feel like like working with you guys, it's just so much fun. That's why I wrote uh, this, the feature with you guys because it's so much fun when we did that one and did the other ones. It's like, let's just do a feature together and just make it work, you know? I think what's cool about like uh, doing both, like acting and work, like producing the project, yeah. I think... It makes it that much more rewarding. Yeah, yeah. Like you totally. actually, like you're more proud of it than if you were just in it. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, I would put this together. So we did Letter from God. Uh, for the audience doesn't know, we met some filmmakers at the Chandler Film Festival who lived in Burbank, and we connected with them because they really liked Papua, and they wanted to create this concept of we like their thing of letters. Right. They had a good project mm -hmm. with uh, what's his what's his name again? Tom Proctor. Tom Proctor. Uh, and he won, right? Best actor. Right? Yeah, he did. Or he did. Yeah. But he uh, won best actor and actress. It was a fine <laughs> award. Uh, yeah, he cleaned up. He cleaned up. Uh, anyway, so we met these filmmakers and they wanted to, to uh, create this sort of series based on a thread of a letter, like a thread of a letter is in each uh, short film or whatever it is. And we ended up do producing in this project called Letter from God. From God. Um, what... How do you compare that experience to Papua, like creating those two projects? Because it's different now. Because now you have all these cooks in the kitchen. Very yeah, different. Very right? different. So it, it was different because um, we from Papua, we come, we came from a very like, all right, um, all right, we don't. Yo, bro, do like you want to film this today or whatever? <laughs> no, but 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 it's like we came from like, all right, we need to nail down the acting of it right before and really work on that and work on the script and work well, on everything. Was, was, and then when we were coming in and shooting, it's like there's certain things. It's like, you know, we're not looking for city permit. We're not looking to like the, the most expensive <clears throat> things that we can do. Working with a uh, letter from God, it's there is so many cooks in the kitchen. And a lot of these people are used to working on bigger budget films. So they're looking at like, all right, well, we have to have uh uh, a stunt coordinator for this. We have to have this. It's like, no, no, we don't need all this stuff. We could just do it. And the budget basically got really crazy on that, which we didn't really need. There's a lot of the stuff that's there. Well, I'm sure they would blame, you know, we have equal responsibility for a big budget, right? I mean, I mean, we, we do, but, but the thing is because also, and this is another thing too, um, with that film, we're shooting seven short films. So we were shooting three films in three days, and that was one of them. We so we should have done two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But, but the other thing, too, is we got 
extra lights and extra things that we didn't really need they, for the but project. But they would blame RDP for that because that was RDP. But 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 that's the that's too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. You know, that's that's too many people on the project. Right. And it was like to really focus on it, you needed to put a hundred percent on it. And we were able to do it on that day, but the other days just working on the other stuff, it was just a little because we basically didn't really have the story fully connected until maybe the day before. Like we, there were still a lot of holes in it. Well, that's our strategy with Papua too. It's true. That actually <laughs> yeah. did work with that. Yeah. And 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 I think just because we looked at the uh, the raw footage, we looked at the uh, the first cut. It actually didn't look that bad. I think it looked pretty good. I think just even not looking that bad on a first cut, I think it could be pretty good just to cut the right way. I, I think it'll be okay. I there's definitely some stuff we didn't get, but. I think in, I was more worried about the story. Yeah, and yeah. That was I think that was the biggest problem because even up to the day of shooting, we're like, uh, is this what's work? this about? What is this about even? Uh, I don't know. Ben, there's something there. I think everyone look. It's not going to be as good as Papua, um, but that's our fault. So go well, in. It's, gonna, it's it's but it's I don't think it's going to be as like worse than Papua. I think it's just going to be it's a different story. I think it's yeah. objectively going to be worse, but it's not bad. <laughs> I well, mean, you know, sorry for having an opinion. Well, this is one of the producers on it, Bryn. She was just like, when she was watching our run through right before we shot, she goes, oh, I get it I now. Because some, But sometimes there are things on, on, when you read the script, you don't really get it. But then when you see the actors come together and make it make sense, it's like, oh, this is where it makes sense. Like somebody yeah. was saying they read, I think it was the script. Oh, there was one script. Oh, it was somebody that were actually on set of Ghost. You know, back then, Ghost was to me. You know, great movie, but like right now, I don't know if it even holds up well. Whoopi Goldberg, but from no. the View, yeah, yeah. This is that what she said. What? Oh. But 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 one of the set people said she, they were watching it being shot, and some of the crew people were laughing at each other, being like, "Oh my god, this is like the biggest, you know, stupid piece of garbage that we've ever seen. Like, what what is going on?" And then when they put it together, and there were the special effects and everything, they were like, "Holy shit, we never even saw that." Mm. We just need to throw in a ghost or two, and we'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. little special effects. That's 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 the way it goes. I mean, I think I think that this film will. I think it'll be fine. Uh, we'll see. I have all the footage. The footage looks really good. Mm -hmm. I have, I've I've combed through it. I've looked at it. it. The shots look really great. It's, Shout out to Dan Rink. Yeah, yeah. it's just a story, which is our, uh, which is, you know, yeah. which was me and Austin's. Fault. And there was a certain there was certain coverage that we didn't get that we really I really wanted I to would have liked and I think we could still get it with that opening shot we could still do that if I, we get I, the camera I again. would have liked yeah. to do more takes on some of the more pivotal <laughs> acting performances I agree there was it definitely felt rushed at the end and it also helped that we didn't help that we were understaffed like Dan was basically running lights and DPing and like we had our like guy get sick right so it just literally was just like him kind of doing everything and I was like, okay, dude, let me help you. But it's just like, I don't know lighting like he does. And you're thinking of the shots and stuff. Yeah, and it just, it was just really. Johnny's very calm as the director on set. The more stress, he just gets quieter and calmer. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, make a decision. I don't know. I'm just going to walk away. I'm just going to walk This is you. Down. This is you, Johnny. Okay. Okay. No, well, and I, and I remember too, also, I was like, it was around that time that I was dealing with the kidney stone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, dude, my sides hurt right now. And I was just like, is it gonna? Is that? Is it that time, dude? Is it? Is it gonna pass? Is it gonna pass? I'm gonna pull a Kramer. I'm gonna pull that a Kramer. Been if we legendary. got that on camera, that'd be cool. Anyway, but it, uh, on, on the red, you directed a movie with a kidney stone, dude. That's the way to do it. It's the Johnny only way. Ray Diaz. So, yeah. uh, Brian, I have a question. Shoot, do it. Dude, no, we want to hear the real story now, Brian. 
Enough with the bullshit. Let's hear the real story. Austin, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks, thanks for <laughs> the generalization. It's going to be like a simple question, like, what's your favorite color? Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite color? But before you answer Red? that... Oh, sorry. Uh, these, kids out, these kids out there today... Oh, fuck them. ...that are moving to L.A., they've never been to a film festival. Mm-hmm. Is it important? Would you say that you have put more reverence in that now that you've been out in L.A. for, you know, two plus years? Is it mean like I, I, making your own short film or? Yeah. No, I, I do. Because the one thing that from these film festivals that I think that I realize, I guess I learned coming back to answering the question from 10 minutes ago. Red. When I learned is um, that the connections you meet there, like they're just from that one short film. And we didn't go to too many festivals. We went to like, what, six, maybe like yeah. seven we or to, so. We went to more than that. Well, six seems like a lot. So, I mean. I mean, it you know, played, it played over the year. You though. mean physically? When physically, we physically, oh, physically, physically going, we physically there. going. Yeah, no, yeah, we yeah. played it a lot more. Yeah. But uh, physically, we went to maybe six or so, seven. Yeah. And with going to all those film festivals, the connections and the people that we met from there, we met a lot of directors, a lot of um, you know producers, other actors and stuff. That there is a familiar thing with these people, and a lot of these people are creating more content. Right. You know, I mean, like I know you guys have worked from people that you've met. I know you did a film. My film's premiering this Friday at the Marina Del Rey Film Festival. Awesome. Oh, from somebody to, you met there. Way exactly. to plug. We, yeah. we interviewed him. On yeah, the, friend yeah, of the show, Jake. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I think it's really important because the most important thing, I think, really in making it is the connections here and who you're meeting and who you're talking to. You can audition. I, I think the, the worst way to really break into the business is just focusing on auditioning as an actor. That gives you the lowest odds of anything. Like, basically, you really need to, to take your career into your own hands, make your own work. Like, you could do shit on a cell phone now and just, and just put it on YouTube. You could get following. There's Don't so many we things. Know it. Yeah, you can just do on that. And then, and then taking it to a film festival to another step and then talking to people and networking. I think that's, like, one of the things to really... Like, you could get lucky and, and, and audition and get a job from there. But, but really, your chances are slim. And that's when they say making it in the business, it's slim. It's because of that, if you're just focusing yeah. on that. But really, you need to create your content. You really need to take your career in your own hands, make work. And then, and then from there, your odds are going up to almost like, I don't know. But like you can, you can make it work. And, and it, it's, I mean, the odds are still low when you're doing that. But it's a lot better. And, and, and the thing is, you're getting cast for stuff that you want because you're creating the work. Like, like I was even thinking of stuff like, why don't, like thinking of the reverse casting process. We go around looking to, to get cast in stuff that's already out there. Why don't we go around and look for a script that's already made and be like, oh, I want to play that character. Take the script, maybe buy it, become a producer on it, and then put that script out there. Be like, all right, the lead is already cast. I want to cast everything else and then just go on the reverse casting on that. Like you think about, but, but people aren't wired to think like that. People are, are wired to think differently on that. Well, let me pose a question to you. And this is not my sentiments at all, but what about people out there like actors, whatever they say that like, look, I just don't know how to write. I don't know how to direct. I don't know how to shoot. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I don't want to even try to touch that stuff. So I'm, I'm just going to focus on acting. What do you just say? Be discovered. So, I mean, what I say is, you know, that's fine, but you're working at a disadvantage. Like, this is the thing. Like, I feel like... Well, why are you telling me? I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, just kidding. But, but as an actor, you need to learn the camera. 
You need right. to learn, you know, sound. You need to learn everything you're on because you're, you're working on a, say you're working on a film, right? You have to know the whole process of how the film works. You need to know from the editing process, from the casting process, from the producing process. And it makes you a better actor because you're not wasting time too. As if you're just focusing on the, oh, it's like an Alex he's, Jones he's, rant. If, if you're, no, if you're just focusing on being an actor, then you're just focusing on a small part of what the movie is. Instead of like, if you're like, all right, so I know if I'm, just for an example, I'm doing my scene right here and I'm going to be crazy and all over the place. As we know from taking Ryan's class, that shot's not going to be used and they're probably going to use another shot, which isn't your best work. So you have to know how to work within the box of the camera. You have to know where your eye, or eye, <clears throat> your eye lines are. And there's certain things that I remember he said that I think about. It's like, all right, say you're in a guest star role on, on a show and it's um, just getting dry. Ooh, he's getting. This is my impression of Brian. <clears throat> it's not the paychecks. It's the it's the friends you make. Anyway, go. <laughs> but um, you're looking at like your guest star role. Say you're like gonna be sixty seconds. That's all you have on this show, right? So you look at sixty seconds as sixty dollars. So you're looking at every dollar. How are you gonna use that dollar to maximize your screen time right there? So even little things when you're mm. going to the door, you go to open the door and walk out. If you have your back to the door. That's what, eight seconds? That's $8 that's not going to be used you to maximize your time. So what you do is like the one thing that we've learned from this is when you're going to open the door, you maybe turn around and give another look and walk out as you're kind of almost facing the camera. And with that sort of way, you're going to have extra screen time right there. Right. So there's like little things on that that if you're just focusing on an actor, you're not going to learn about that stuff. That's not stuff you're going to see. You're also breaking down a script, too, to be a writer. You need to really understand how a script is broken down from a writer's perspective because then there's act one, two, and three. If you are um, giving everything you got in a crying scene and just, just going you know, balls to the wall in your, in your scene on act one, where are you going to go to? It doesn't really make sense. You're going to go home. You're going to go home. <laughs> but but you, you, you have to understand how to build your character arc. There's right. lots of things... That really, it's not just about acting. Acting is about filmmaking. What about the people that are like, you know what? I got that stuff. I got a great script, but I have no money. What do I do? You know what? Do you have an what iPhone? Do do? Yeah, but yeah, this, Daddy is, this, is a, this is an action film. It requires a lot of crazy stuff. What do I do? You know, you know it's, what? It's going to be the this, next this, Stallone. This, this is what you do. You take that action film, you put it to the side, and you write something that you can make with the tools that you have. So, so when I first came out here, I, um, I wrote and produced a film that I was one of the actors in. It was 2003. And um, basically, I wrote the film like, all right, what location do we have? We could use this house right here, a nice pool and stuff. All right, so I basically wrote it this around the location. This was before YouTube, 2003. Yeah, it was before YouTube. And actually, we won uh, first place at one of the LA short film festivals mm. at it. But it's funny, I look at it now and it's very, it's an 18 minute long film, which basically is, I think, double the length it should be. So, I mean, there, there's things that are good Wait, about is it, it. Is this the one where you were in a pool? Yeah, yeah. Did you, did yeah, I show you I that one? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you were, you were really good in it. Yeah, uh, thank you. It was a weird, <laughs> it was a weird one for sure. But, but, but the thing is the first, like the exposition of it, it was just way too long in the beginning. And then I think midway through it started to pick up a little bit because then the relationships were there and it started to work. We had a fight scene in it. 
And um, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. You know what? I got cast for a feature film that day and I had to turn it down. Oh, really? Yeah, because for of that. Wonderland with uh, Val Kilmer. He I was, don't remember that movie. It, he was like the uh, John Holmes, the porn star. Interesting. So, so they, they were shooting on the one, our first day of production. And I'm producer and I'm the actor and I'm doing so you that. Couldn't, you couldn't bail. No, and, and this is the <clears> thing. <throat> I knew the writer of the film. And um, do you regret it? Could have well, changed your trajectory. You could have been in porn. The thing is, you could have been the next Batman, dude. <clears throat> I, I, I don't know if I like, because the thing is, I'm. I remember looking at it at that time and I was like, I, there's no way I could get out of this. Like we already hired our whole set. We had like 12 people coming. We had a cameraman. Johnny we had a giant it. like white flag <laughs> just, set up in the backyard from the night before. There were so many things that were just set up. Johnny, I mean, Johnny got out of it when he did it for his other show. Though. <laughs> I just had a callback though. I was only gone for like two hours. He, direct, so, he was so, the director, actor, producer, and he left set. <laughs> Actually, this is kind of a funny hey, story. When you have that control, you can do whatever the hell you want, man. <laughs> it's kind of a funny story how I got. So um, I... Um, I knew the writer, and the writer was like, I want to introduce you to the director. So uh, we went on the set. They were building the set and everything, and I went to go see the director. And I had longer hair then. So I basically made my hair really, like, froey and curly. And um, I went to a thrift store and got these really tight polyester pants and, like, had the shirt, like, open. I wanted to dress like that John don't, Holmes sort of character. Don't pretend that wasn't in your closet. <laughs> that that okay. was in my closet. Or you've slowly morphed into So I went in Still there, and the director started laughing. He's like, oh, I love this. And we started talking and rapping, and, and that was it. And then I got a call a day before to come in. He's like, oh, he wants you in the scene. And there was only, like, a few people in a party scene with, like, uh, Val Kilmer, Lisa Kudrow, and, like, Dude. it was just, I know, I know. Man. And I had to turn it down. Was, it was like. Was that scene in the movie? Did you see it? I didn't even see the movie. I have the uh, movie. I have the movie, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this, and I never watched the well, movie. Well, the good thing is no one's ever heard of it, so. Yeah. You, you, you have know. a VHS, or? <laughs> no, I have it on DVD, actually. <laughs> cool. But uh, in that short that you made, um, you guys, you guys have, have you guys seen it? I feel like I've seen your reel. Is Bri it a piece of Brian, reel? Brian Somewhat. played uh, this, like, dude that was, like, I want to say slow, yeah, yeah, mentally yeah. challenged, basically. He, he got in an accident, and he was basically only in present time. Can you right. give us a and little an, simple jack right And now? he was also, what, like swimming naked in a pool? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like so he, he, he was with a girl, and he's like, yeah. won't go swimming? And she's like, okay. So he just takes his clothes off and jumps in the pool, and she's like, ah. Uh. But he has no judgment on anything. This yeah. was fresh off of uh, Forrest Gump's. Yeah. <laughs> No, I didn't, uh, I didn't go full retard. So. Whoa, dude. Nah, yeah, they say never do that. What's the log line? Give us a log line so these guys know what happened. What's so um, it's about this um, this guy. That's the log line? It's yeah. about this guy? Well, there's two friends from college, and um, the one character that I play, his name's Kevin, and he basically um, got in a car. He was, he was like... All right, so these two guys are friends. I'm great at logline. <laughs> so these two guys are friends in college. And since Kevin got in the accident, he's basically in present time and everything. And the other guy, John, basically lived in Kevin's shadow because Kevin was always the best at, like, sports and always getting the girls and this. So now John comes, and he's basically this guy now who's got the girlfriend and got everything. And then his friend Kevin is basically this simple character right now that's just dealing in present time. And... Um, John's John and his girlfriend are having, you know, tough time because he's this like controlling sort of like guy that needs things to happen. And Kevin's just this this guy that's just in the moment and free. And throughout the movie, uh, you realize that she really wants 
what Kevin is and just that like that man just to kind of be present and in the moment and stuff and, and just really is not happy with John. So even with Kevin being in this accident, he's still taking away his girlfriend. And then John comes out like really, really upset. Like, what do you do? He's like, what the fuck you do? Because they go in the pool and they have a kiss, but it's like more of an innocent kiss. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he was just like, we're just kissing. Like, no big deal about it. It's no judgment. But he gets so pissed off, and he comes in and starts, like, fighting him and everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's... Did he have a catchphrase, like, Forrest? Don't. Um, <laughs> we were just kissing. It's, it's just a yeah. kiss, right? Just kiss. How's that? <laughs> Yo, it's just a kiss, baby. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was a fun film to do. It was a three-day shoot that we did. And it was cold because it was... Uh, I think we shot it in, like, October. And we didn't think that the weather was going to be that cold. And I'm standing naked in a pool... And I'm shaking. Totally and, naked? Yeah. Whoa. And the actress was naked, too. Dude. I can't believe it. And, and they weren't it. even rolling. It was weird. No, no. <laughs> it wasn't Crystal involved in he that? Was, he was the director on it, yeah. Oh, he directed it? Yeah, he directed it. Okay, Yeah, cool. yeah. All right. And then me and my buddy James, we wrote it. And then he came in, changed a couple things. But, like, and then I was actually, um, we were, three of us were producers on it. And I was the guy who worked with the editor. So I kept coming in and, and working with the editor and being like, no, we got to change this. That's the most mm -hmm. tedious job, right? It, it is. But, but one thing hates. that I think was really interesting that I learned from that on the editing side is he changed the written script and made like this, this actor, Kevin, like my guy, like these psychic things where he'd look up and he gave him flashbacks to things and he'd come back and say something which wasn't in the script. But on the editing side, with him making that, it made the character a little more mystical and a little more something's more to this character than meets the eye. Mm. And it actually made it work a lot better. That sounds like a hell of an editor to uh, yeah. have that vision and execute. I think we got him um, at USC. He was just graduating. And he like back then, there was like no real internet stuff. Right. So there was a board, I guess, a, like a board where they'd post things, like looking for editor for this and this. So we found it from there and called this guy. And I think it was like... 500 bucks he did this and you know I that's mean, what we need for this other film no but we Letter. have the editor right now it works working on oh, that's it. true that's yeah true. yeah yeah forgot about that and that's with coloring and sound and you know we'll see what happens so it's that, done but, is that what you're telling me um i don't know if it's done yet but it's it's being worked on it's in post hurry up and wait it's, it's done hurry up and wait it's done. so i'm curious actually uh i know you've been acting for a long time you did acting in new york too. yeah yeah how does it compare to here I actually you miss, that, you miss that town SNL, yeah. dude. I, I really enjoyed acting in New York a lot better than L.A. Burn um, L.A. Well, Take that. This, this is this is a thing. You know what, dude? This is surviving Hollywood, <coughs> sorry, dude. Sorry. Not, surviving not surviving New York, surviving York. Queens. But also, you know, that's when you first started out. It's true too. It's when I first started out. I had that like my early twenties, sort of like, yeah, let's do this. I'm gonna take like this whole city by the storm, you know, yeah. and um, <coughs> take it by the storm. So so. I worked a lot, but the thing is, like, I had an acting class there, and it was a it, it was a great class too because it was a my my coach there. He was uh, he was on soaps for thirty years. Mm. You know, he was on this show Edge of Night. You know, he was he was like these lead characters. He at one point he was the highest paid soap actor. You know, him ooh, or his evil him. twin brother. It was him. Oh. He was on like Another World. He was you know he he had he had good credits, and he had this acting class where we would each we would have two VHS recorders and the actor would come in with a VHS tape, which anybody doesn't know, that's a VCR. I very well versed in those. So, so they would, one, we would have one cameraman, we would have 
one for one person, one cameraman for the other, and he would he would mark it out like it was a right, like a hot set, like it was like a like a soap or a television. And he'd be like, okay, on this line, I need you to go and hit this mark. I need you to come over here. We're going to do a stack shot here, and then we're going to close up for your close-up. So that's like the language he talked. So we got really used to doing that. Mm-hmm. And like it was great because like we, we would have our video, and we would take it home and see it every class. And we would kind of see what we did wrong and see what we did right. And, and, and I got used to really like picking up a script, and I'd be able to pick up a script 20 minutes before – six or seven page script and then jump right on and do it. And I love doing that. I would do like six or seven scripts a week a lot of times. Mm. And it's funny because when when you first get a big script and you do that, you're like, wow, this is like overwhelming. You know, I, I can't do this. But if you're like on a TV show and you're used to getting scripts all the time, your brain gets trained for it and it becomes a lot easier I agree. than just you like, think it is. Just like doing scenes in class. Yeah, like if like I think a class is great doing like and that's one thing too. I think you should always be in a class or doing stuff to kind of keep your your um, your tools sharp. Keep that muscle sharp. I, li- I like my tools dull, but <laughs> yeah, uh, but, you know, well, but 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 sometimes kidding. using class like as a workshop. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. cuz you're not like you know, there, there are some things you are learning from the class, but you don't want to be there in a person who's like, no, I have to teach you things, you know? You right. already know, like like you were saying when you first got here, Johnny, I'm pointing to Johnny. I'm realizing we're on a podcast. Audio so, medium. So, Johnny, you were saying well, we're when on you- video too, guys. That's right. Hey, what's up? So, when you got here, you didn't really know anything. You nope. were coming out. And that is usually the best place to be because a lot of times- if you are learning stuff from like, say, like a local theater or like college and stuff, you could get a lot of bad habits, especially learning theater stuff. For if you have a lot of theater habits and you come into television or film, there's a lot of bad habits that you have to learn. There's a lot of great stuff that you get from theater on like stamina and 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 stories and, and really being sharp with certain things, but a lot of like <clears throat> movements that are broad with theater, it's like those are bad habits that you have to get rid of. I've, I've heard where the best people to start out are people with no habits, and then you start to get your habits from there. Children. So you actually, no, it's true. Like, I actually feel like the whole acting, learning circle is basically you start as a child that knows nothing. They're the best actors in the world. Because they're not thinking of anything, they're just present in the moment. And the worst. And the worst. But 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 good. but once you start to go around the circle, you start to learn things about acting. That's when you start to get thrown off your rails a little bit. Like like the worst times are usually probably your first couple years when you're learning how to act. You're just falling on your face, and you're like, "Wait, when I first started, I was good." It's because now you have so much knowledge, and you're you're in your head thinking about stuff. Then you have to go all the way back around the circle to get to the point where you're like, oh, fuck this. I don't, I don't want to think about this stuff anymore. And then you don't think about anything and you get back to where you were with a child. But what you have in that whole circle is the experience, the experience of, of acting and what to do, what not to do. And you throw it away and you don't think about it anymore. And then you just become that child again. Once you get to the point where you become that child again, that's when you start becoming an actor. My God, let me simplify it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, get roll, learn line, film part, get check. Learn line. End of podcast. Thank you. Learn, Thank you, Ern. Learn line. I, I say line here. This is where I talk. So, so but, but yeah, New York, like, so, oh, so I'm getting back to this. So yeah. one thing that my, my, my coach said there, he was like, for every 
eight things you do in New York equals one thing in LA. And what, I, what do you mean? I never understood what that meant until I moved to LA. So I, my, my record in one day in New York, I had 12 auditions. Mm. And if you say that to an LA actor, they're like, wait, that's impossible. How did you get to them? You can't, you even, can't do you can't that. You can drive to 12 auditions. Yeah. Like you have three auditions in a day. You're lucky if you hit all of them. Right. And, and that's the thing too. In New York, the energy is so high. It's just, it's just flowing. It's like, you know, there also, that was a day where there wasn't internet stuff too. So I was right. getting the backstage paper, which came out every Tuesday night and actually it would come out Wednesday morning, but there were some newsstands that it came out Tuesday night. And I would go to that newsstand because I would be one of the first ones to get it. I would at at night, I would, what I would do is I would have a stack of um, manila envelopes and I had headshots and I would just mail to every one of them. Black and white? A black and white probably back then. Yeah, I think it was black <clears> and white. <throat> and then what I would do is I would mail and then I would I'd get the Ross reports, which basically was a little booklet, which had all of the agencies and uh, uh, sh shows in pre-production mm -hmm. and uh, managers and what I would do is every day after that, about five to 10 headshots a day, I would mail out every single day. You mail out to production companies? Production or companies, casting? casting, agents. But, it, but and, and you know how many responses I got from them? A 10. Lot. Almost zero. But what, I, what would happen is whenever I would be in that moment, I would get calls from nowhere. Like, so I don't know where a lot of these headshots went. I didn't get directly, like, cause I would keep track. I sent to this agent. And the thing is, like, I never got a call from that agent, but I would get calls like, hey, um, got your, you know, number. Like, we want to know if you're available for this film or to come into audition or this. And I don't know where a lot of these calls came from. They did probably ever, did came. Did you ever just go in person and drop it off? Yeah, I would do that too. Isn't that, wouldn't that be more, a little more effective? Um, no, because, like, like I'm, able, I'm sending out 10 headshots in a day instead of going out and being effective to one. So I would do the mailing, and then maybe I would do this or, or, and in New York too, you do a lot of plays. Like I did, I did plays. I did stand up comedy in New York. I had an improv troupe. I but, traveled but you can with. do the, the thing where you're submitting your headshots and going to improv. You can do all that in LA. So I'm just wondering, you you're could, answering that question. You don't do that New anymore. York's better. Because, because you can do plays. There were a lot more things it felt like you can do. The energy is a slower pace out here it's than out there. But, you, but technically, you can you can send your headshots here. It's a you could. different so, energy. So 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 <laughs> this is interesting. So um, our People mutual friend Marianne, here, Marianne moved lazy. to New York. Right. Oh, right. she moved to Tem Europe temporarily though. Temporarily right? for New York. Right. So I saw her. Uh, well, we saw her the other night. You yeah. know. So I was asking her yeah, about how's, New how's York because because I, I told her my experience and she goes, I love New York. And I said about that one thing with the 10th thing. She's like, you're absolutely right. There's so many, <laughs> she's like, there, there are so many things that are moving in New York that she's doing and she's auditioning because there's plays and this and people go to plays in New York. Yeah, like people, people, people see you in New York and plays out here. Like the plays that I've seen. It's just uh, a vehicle to get on TV. <clears throat> yeah. And, and a lot of them aren't that great. Like a lot of. Wait, but, but I, but so to answer the question, it's energy. Because there's, because it, it's it, very it, it is things. the energy. It's You're, very different. Well, like, every, which is every, personal. Which is personal. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody there is like really on it. You yeah. Know what I mean, but Over also here it's like. Yeah, but it's weird. Everybody whatever. there isn't in the industry. Everybody here is. Yeah. But there's so much more movement. And and the thing is like, you you guys been to New York City, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I love the city. Oh man, it's, it's the best. I love it. And, and the thing is, you can go out to like say even the nightlife. You go out to a bar, and any night of the week, it's rocking. 
And if you're not liking that one, just go next door, and that one's rocking too. It's like, yeah. but LA, there's no, there's, it's not. No, Come LA, on. it's no. like, hey, we're closing. What? It's just one o'clock. Yeah, Dude, we're closing. The early. nightlife right. out here is horrible. And in the last few years, but you were 20 in New York. You're 40 here. I'm just asking. Well, because this, this is what I, when I moved <laughs> when I moved straight here from my 20s. Uh, here comes yes. the truth. I went out and I just didn't like going out in LA. I like, I didn't like the vibe. I didn't like the, because people out here in the bars are not approachable. Like when you go to New York and you're hanging out in a bar, you could be there for three hours. You'll probably be able to talk to half the people in the bar. Everyone's like, hey, what's going on? Hey, where are you from? Guy or girl, don't matter. Hey, the Yankees. Yeah, or, or whatever. You hey, could just talk Mets. about anything. It's because people are vapid out here as well. Everybody has their bubbles, you know? Cause, and, and also with New York too, you are traveling on public transportation. You're in a subway crammed up with other people. Yeah. So you're not, you don't have that space that you have around here. Out here, you're in a car all the time and you're used to being in your safe bubble space. And I think a lot of people really get used to that out here and they don't really break out of their comfort zone. People in New York break out of their comfort zone. It's, it's different. So let me ask you a quick question, same on the same topic. So there's an acting coach I've worked with out here from New York and he swears that New York actors are terrible auditioners. LA actors are fantastic auditioners, but overall, when it comes to actually booking a project, the New York actor is a hundred times better than the LA actor. Do you, think, do you find that that's true? You know what? In terms of act, in terms of auditioning, he says New York's not good. I, <laughs> I would actually describe myself that way. Like, I don't think I'm a great auditioner, but I feel like once I'm on set, I think I, I feel like I bring it, you know, and, and, and I, and I give it all and I, and I'm there in the project, you know, but my auditioning skills, they, they, I feel like they aren't as sharp as they could be. Mm. And, 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 and I, and I feel like they're good until I don't get a call or a callback or anything. And I'm just yeah. like, Oh, you know, it's like, what am I like? The one thing that I still haven't figured out is self taping. Like, Self-taping for me it's the future. doesn't work, hasn't worked. You know, I'm still trying to figure it out. What Try do you, what do you, is, uh, what can't you figure out? Like what about it is? Well, I'm, I'm, what I can't figure out is why I don't get a call from them. But don't you find it's, well, you, you can, and, I feel you like can, that happens a lot though. It, it probably, and, and that's because probably what it is see too. so many more people. But right. that's probably what it is yeah. too. But you do know? you submit your best take when you get the chance to do a self-tape? No, he submits his worst take. Well, I mean, is that's why it's better. <laughs> some that's why some it's people better. don't, some people are like, yeah. oh, that's fine. Don't I, you think that's the reason why it would be better? You know what? I haven't thought about that, Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He sent the one with his face cut off. That, that's the one right there. That's the weird Aaron's asking, are you willing to go a hundred deep in takes? 500 okay. no i actually i'm i'm closer probably to you like Dude, i'll do first, like the I'll first do, couple and exactly that's it, exactly man. i mean you guys i've done self tapes with you guys like i'll do one you guys you want to do more i'm like no nah, i think we got it right right yeah <laughs> that is true i have like that but then i ask you guys i'm like what do you think do you think it was good and you're like yeah like i think it was good you know well, so it's like i'm i'm not if i got from you it's like mm, i don't feel like because there were there was one that i that you guys helped me on that i feel like i wasn't hitting it and we did about five or six till we got to it because there was something, and, and I feel like it got better. Yeah. So I forget, but but, it, but in the I real agree. world, you're only going to get maybe one or two chances if you win yeah. in person. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. by if you're doing take thirty five, it's like you're never going to get a take thirty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. Like, oh, exactly. But you sorry, have ask Kubrick if take thirty five is necessary, and he'll tell you you don't get it till a hundred. Yeah, no, David Fincher does ninety nine takes. Sure, but how, which what takes about he Clint Eastwood? He's a one or two take. One what two about take Woody guy. Allen? He's a one or two take guy. That's right. Ooh, getting I worked with that guy. So you're saying, that, really? you're saying yeah, that yeah. Woody Allen's better than Kubrick? 
Um, anyway, what was what yeah, comedy anyway. wise? Yeah, <laughs> well, so, yeah, you worked with him. <laughs> what was yeah, yeah? So I was on a uh, Sweet and Lowdown. Is is Woody the movie? Was it. your line? Are these pretzels are making me thirsty. No, so, so it's funny. He auditions every single person in his movie. So um, they well, would, even the name actor. Um, I, I think Scarlett Johansson I, got. Well, <laughs> well, he picks. He picks every person. Okay. So he he picks all the people in his movies. But like um, in New York, they'd be like the big open calls for the Woody Allen movies. So you'd wait in line for a while with your headshot, you know, and he would be sitting there with a couple other people, and he'd be so, like, soon you. "Hi, what's your name?" Or like, you know, what's. So I went one time, and I was like, "Oh." Great to meet you, Mr. Allen. I'm a, he, here's my headshot, and I dropped it. Oh, sorry. I mean, I mean, sorry, metaphorically speaking, of Wait, course. So you, did the, you did the impression yeah, yeah, yeah. as you did? And he, and he laughed, right? Okay. And then I get a call. I get cast as being a jazz musician in the club that he's shooting this whole thing in. Yeah. So, you know, I was All in right. a Woody Allen movie. Okay. Do you think he is uh, guilty for everything that people don't like him for? Um, no comment. Oh, no, I, I don't know something. I don't know something. No, I really don't know. Right. I don't know. What I mean, I like it was like working on set with him. Um, it what was that experience like it was cool because like, basically he had his whole crew set everything up and they did a, a run through and then he would come out for last looks like he wasn't sitting there the whole time. He came out for last looks. He looked at everything and he goes, OK, cool. Uh, let's go. They shot it once and I think they did once more and they're like, all right, you guys are wrapped. I was like, wait, that was it? It was like a very short shoot. And you were hmm. like, well, can I get one more? Right? I, I'm like, wait, I, I don't think I gave it my all on this one. <laughs> no, but it was very wait, short. was he in the movie that you shot? Was he in the movie? Or was he just directing? I don't think he was in. That was the one, um, Samantha Norton. Samantha Morton. She got nominated for Best Actress. She played a mute in the movie. Samantha Morton. And I think it was Sean Penn, Samantha Morton. Sweet and low down. He was like this. Uh, he was a jazz. It, it's one of his not well known ones, but okay. he was like a jazz. But it was a great movie. He was a jazz music, musician guy. Sean Penn was. Yeah. Okay. I think it was Sean Penn, and then um, Samantha Morton was a guy that he was in love with, or it was a girl that she was in love with. He was in love with, and she was a mute, so she couldn't really communicate, mm. but she loved the music. So okay. it, it was a really interesting movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. Any, any anything you picked up from his directing, like at all? Not at all. He was no. a one take guy, two take guy. Do you felt like he cared or no? Yeah, I felt like he did. Oh, he just. I mean, he I, knew what he wanted. I mean, it, it was it was a scene where they were in a club and they were walking. So it was, oh, it was probably like a not a. Quick, it was a very yeah. quick sort of scene. So I'm sure he wasn't really focused on it. Like I wasn't in one of the heavy acting scenes, which I'm sure would have been very different. Okay. I, I feel like he would care. Why else would he audition everybody? Yeah, like you're not gonna sit there through like rounds of auditions if you don't care. Yeah, yeah, no, he 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 cares. Like, hey, he, you know. I've been to auditions where the people don't seem to care. The directors are no, not he cares. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they show up when there's like five people left. <laughs> Would you let Woody Allen babysit your kid if you, <laughs> okay. if you had a girl? Okay, no comment. Okay. <laughs> All right, but you also work with uh, comedy legend Will Ferrell. That was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so that was. Um, I think that was from a mailing or like, I don't know how I got to the, to the casting director of SNL, but I was actually called for five different episodes. Um, only one of them made it Jeez, to air. You're a series regular. I guess point. so. Yeah. One of them made it to air. Um, a frat guy. Two of them got cut. Two, two of them were cut before because uh, they do two shows on Saturday. They do the eight to 10 show, which is a two hour show. And then they have meetings and they cut what didn't work. And then at 1130, they start the, the hour and a half show. 
Mm. And then they have two full studio audiences for both, like they're a live show. So um, on two of the five, it got cut before the Saturday. So I knew on Friday I wasn't it, the skit didn't work as they were working through it throughout well, the week. What was the skit? I don't even remember on okay. those. Um, two of them, one of them I had um, that got cut after the two-hour show. So I knew right before the live show I wasn't going to be on. And then they brought that skit back. I had a line in it. And then they brought it back, and it made it to the final show, and it was the last skit, and everything was running long, and the skit got cut at 12.45 at night. What was the line? Um, so I ad-libbed it, and they kept it. It was um, a Jimmy Fallon. He was playing Carson Daly on a beach thing. <laughs> and he goes, hi, I'm Carson Daly for MTV, and I'm a tool. And I go... I love you, Carson, with like a deep voice. And he goes, um, that was weird. And then it got a laugh, you know? Yeah. So they kept it there. Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> do that, man. Do that I know um, John Goodman okay. was the guest on that one. All and right. then I forget who was the guest on the, the other time it was cut. But the one that did made it to air, I was in the cold open. And that was with Will Ferrell. Can't mm. cut the cold open. I know. Uh, I was like, I'm, I'm good here. He was playing George Bush and always. I was his college frat boy buddy yeah. and a young, a young George Bush in the college days it was before he was president it was uh, 1999 I think this was I know the, the guest was Heather Graham pre 9-11 huh? so it was, yeah. while, it was while he was running or, or what yeah it was probably right before because what was he 2000 the 2000 election yeah 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 was so it was Gore. right before yeah it was yeah. it was him and Gore in the sketch they were mm. doing that sort of thing and um yeah Heather Graham was on it I think uh uh Ricky Martin was the musical <laughs> okay. guest but um, Tell but it was great error. because like we did this, and then um, right before we went on live, Will Farrell he he gets every we we get around in like a like a huddle. He's like, "You guys got this! You guys got this!" And he was like pumping us up, and I'm like, "Wow, he's yeah. fun! Like he was fun to work with." That's yeah. fun. And we went up, and you know, I I try to do different things. Like the one thing I did to try to make myself a little like stand out is um, grabbed his ass. We were we were <laughs> in like the Oval Office, and I'm walking out, and as I'm walking out, I walk out and I just hit the top of the door. And I just, just kind of little things, like little actor things like that. I just came and just hit the top. And then as he was doing, I went, yeah, yeah, like really like. And then Will I, was like, hey, don't touch the door. No, 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 it's, it was it's, good. It's a really bad set. It was good. You know, you like people that saw it were like, hey, I like what you did with the door. <laughs> no, no, for real. Like yeah. friends that have seen it and stuff. Yeah. You know what you telling about touching the door reminds me of the one time we went to that. We don't need to say his name. That's TV celebrity's house. And he was telling us about that scene <laughs> that he did. And he was like, oh, when I did that thing with the wallet. I'm like, what the? Nobody noticed that. And then he wanted to touch your door. Well, why yeah. can't you share <laughs> that on the pod? Oh, we, we, the, the dude from the popular TV show that we've talked about it before. Uh, um, Brian, I have a question. Yes. You've told us before uh, when you went there, Jimmy Fallon, one of the nicest people ever on SNL, but uh, what's his name? Horatio Sands. Yes. Not nice. Bit of a. Well, this thing jerk. is um, Jimmy Fallon was approachable. Like, he liked to talk. With I people. talked with him. He like, like he was cool really cool. Even, even Will Ferrell seems pretty cool. Yeah, Will Ferrell was great. You know, Horatio Sanz was just very like, he was stressed out all the time and just like tunnel vision and working and just like I, he was like sweating and like That's I surprising because he's always laughing with Jimmy in this. Yeah, case. I mean he he just was like not really approachable. Mm. Yeah, I, actually, and he thought he was the next um, uh, Chris Farley, John, John Belushi. Maybe I don't know. Probably back I'm just then. You know, I don't know. I mean. And where's Horatio it, now? He, yeah. was, he, he does improv in L.A. That's cool. He <laughs> lost a lot of weight, right? Ben Schwartz, he does like. Th doesn't he have a podcast? Does he? Or am I allowed to say that on this? Who? Yeah, he, uh, but he doesn't have a podcast. We don't He's just a guest. Oh, oh. He's just oh yeah, guest. yeah. Everybody has a podcast. This is the only podcast yes, that exists. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that's cool, though. I What was the, did you guys rehearse that throughout the week? Yeah. What's we that were, process like? Um, 
Do this rehearse every day until shoot day? No, no. Um, I think your dress rehearsal is on like the Friday. Um, I didn't get pulled in until like Wednesday or Thursday. I think they call me Wednesday and I might come in and they might, I think I went in for, um, for uh, wardrobe one day. And then I think maybe Thursday, Friday, it was rehearsed. And then um, Saturday you come in and you do the two shows. So I think they, they do the writing on Monday, Tuesday, they decide what they're going to do. And I think then they block it out and then they work it through there. Nice. That's what I kind of remember. And it's funny because um, uh, Will Farrell's brother used to hang out in holding and he'd be like, Hey, I'm Will Farrell's brother. And stuff. <laughs> the, guy, the guy from elf. Right? Yeah. He was an elf. Yeah. yeah. He was a security guy in the uh, empire state building. That's his brother right there. And he would hang out right there and he looked, a lot like, like him. him. Like, you'd be like, wow, it looks like a weird morph version of, of Will Ferrell. Is he, is he also an actor then, or is he just yeah, he was, I in mean, the movie? He was an actor. I he think he was out there. And he, but he was also played the bodyguard in Will Ferrell's one-man Broadway show, where Will Ferrell played George Bush. He had his brother on every night as, oh, really? as, as Secret Service that would just stand there. Oh, that's funny. That's nice. funny. Say like a line. <laughs> wow. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, I think his brother wanted to be an actor. Bone, huh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd really love to say a line and just shut up, all right? Yeah. I'm the star. Shut up and take your nepotism. <laughs> Interesting. So one more question before Johnny has, has an audition to get to. So we're going to have him do a reading okay right at the now. end of this. So nice, we're, nice. we're, we're still no, going to have you do no the lines. reading. There's no lines. Well, we're going to have you do it. Hell of an audition. But if you, but no, if, Johnny, that was great. I'm yeah. casting you for uh, it. Hi, my name is Johnny. Hey, save it, save it, save it. Yes. If, if you said like when LA versus New York, you're like, oh, New York was so much better. Not that I, I want to keep you here, but mm -hmm. why if New York is... Like, if you liked New York better after living in both, what, what keeps you in L.A.? I like New, New York better as an actor. But in, that's why you're in L.A. That's why I'm in L.A. You're, it's true. The one reason I moved out here was because back then there was no productions in New York. Now there are. But, like, going back to New York, like, it's really hard to kind of start over. And I feel like here... What do you mean productions? Like, it's just all theater in New York? No, or? no. When, when I was out there, there was Law & Order... There was Saturday Night Live. There was two or three soap operas. And that's all they cast David Letterman, and that was it. And they would have, like, random movies and stuff. And then I remember Sex in the City came. You know, I was in a couple episodes of that when that came out, you know, just, like, as a waiter. You were Mr. Small. Bartender, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I worked at, I was a bartender at a place, and he was a regular there. Cool. Um, North, it? yeah, what's, what's his name? North, Peter, North, no. I forget. North Peters, Peter yeah. North. Good actor, though. No, no, no great North. actor. He used to be there all the time. And um, as I say, oh, yeah, so now there's more productions there. But the thing is, when you're in a place, like, moving around all the time, sometimes isn't the best. Like, people, people like, some people are like, oh, I just want to go to Atlanta for pilot season, or I want to, like, you know, go to Chicago for a couple weeks and see what it's like. It's like, really? You could get lucky on that, you know, and there's people that do. But but really, if you want the long game in this, it's about relationships. It's about building and, and keeping with people and stuff. Like, I, I took off for a few years in, in, from the industry in, like, about seven, eight years ago. Right, right when I started taking class with you guys again, I was just starting to get back into it again. And, you know, I took off, you know, family, kid, all that stuff, you know. I was just like, eh, I don't know what I'm doing on this. It was just other stuff I was exploring. And then coming back to this, it's just like, all right, well, I have no relationships that I've basically kept from when I first came out here. So I was basically starting from over, starting over from zero, from right. nothing. So 
for the last six or seven years, a lot of it's building the relationships and, and talking <coughs> to people and directors that I've worked with and in just lots of, that's what it's about. It's about like, because the thing is, you're working, you have to have a team, you know? There's a family here you need to have. It's like, you need to do this all together. You can't do it alone. Like, you need a team behind you. And it's like, you know, there are ways to to get that done with that, you I know? I love it, dude. I agree. I love it. Would you ever Perfect. go back? If Yeah, I would go back only if I was booked on a show there and I had to relocate for a little bit. I would love that. That would be awesome. I love New York. Yeah. I live there. Just the only thing, my only problem is the weather. That, with those winters, dude. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in New York, so... That's yeah, the only rough part, but I love the city, man. I love that you can just walk around everything, like boom, 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 just walking around. Exactly. Over here, dude, driving. I hate driving so much. Yeah. It sucks, dude. Anyway. Yeah. Give us that reading. So it's no lines? <sighs> it's just a commercial, dude. But you have no lines. I mean, they didn't send us a script. Hey, it's so. never just a commercial. It's hey. a, it was a direct callback. And oh, your character so is older brother, father? No, it just, it just says yeah. uh, they're gonna give you hip, lines. hip casual. Is what it said. All right. Because what if I'm you went, it. what if you went in and said, if there are no lines, say, hey, is it okay if I play this character a little racist? And there's no lines. Oh, That'd be oh, pretty funny. Oh. And that's the end of our podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, All right, Brian. Yeah, but but wait, we anyway. got to talk about um, me and you were up in fantasy football this week, dude. That's right. Uh, Shake and bake <laughs> is going against the uh, pistachio pimps. Yeah. What? Oh. That's the names. Well, well, actually, I don't know. I maybe I changed the name. That was a different league, maybe. Pistachio no, no, no. Pimps? You're, you're Am um, I still the the noodle twisters. Yeah, your noodle twisters. The noodle twisters are going against Shake and Bake. Shake and Bake, baby. Week. So if uh, the audience doesn't know, me and Brian are in a fantasy football league. Um, Brian is actually in first place. Yes, I am. Dude, What's the secret? Five, what, five and one, right? Uh, yeah, something it's like all, that. It's I all about the kicker. Am I right? Well, I'm the secret is. Right now. Um, every morning I go draft high, I run and, um, (laughs) while I'm running, no, I run for about two and a half miles in the morning. And what I do is I listen to my fantasy football podcast nerd and they give you, they give you the breakdown. Matthew Barry, Matthew Barry. Yeah. Matthew Barry. I listen to Matthew Barry. So, so it's not necessarily the breakdown, but listening to it every day, you kind of know the trends and know what players to look for and know, you know, where to look for that. So it's like, I'm just used to, I could. I already know, even just from following it, I'm like, I know what players to avoid in the draft, what players I'm like, oh, I don't want to touch him because it's like, I'm not going to use him for a second round pick because he might get hurt or something like that. So speaking of, let's take a look at it real quick while you guys are talking. Go ahead. Speaking of knowing what to look for, where can our audience find you? Um, you can find me on um, Instagram. I actually, I think I'm bshockd3. Do you want people to like yeah, follow sure. you? Bshockd3. Um, I have a website, brianshockd.com, mm-hmm. and that's now, with all my reels and everything on if that. If they slide pictures. into your DMs, is um, is that okay? Sure. Would you allow that, or would you pretend not <laughs> well, to notice? You're I mean, a, yeah. I mean, it's kind of awkward. But wait, what's a DM? <laughs> your <direct laughs> message? Oh, 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 oh! I thought you meant something different. Yeah, yeah. DM. That's fine. That's fine. Are you well, doing you're, a bit? Yeah, <laughs> I am you're in a, a committed bit. relationship. I am. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about professionally. Yes. Um, okay. And then while Johnny's looking for that now, um, give us the pitch on because you voted for Trump. Give us the reason we should <laughs> no, vote for Trump. Well, give us the reason why. <laughs> well, we even should, if you did, who cares? This, mm-hmm. what, yeah, give us the reason we should vote for Trump in this coming election. Yeah. <laughs> why? Give, <laughs> give us a hot take. Hey, I don't do political. All right. All right. Just trying to. Cause trouble. I Aaron, know you are talking about politics. Aaron, uh, yeah. Looking at your uh, fantasy here, I mean, you got Matt Ryan, dude. Uh, Matt dude, Ryan, Matt uh, Ryan, and Lamar Jackson hasn't even won a game, right? I know they've won one game. Yeah, um, but he's putting up good numbers, though. Dude, and this, this, so this is why I pick Matt Ryan, right? 
Matt Ryan last year, I think, was the number three ranked quarterback. You're talking about just like points wise, points wise, points wise, and behind and, Mahomes and Watson, or what? yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, people weren't talking. People don't look at Matt Ryan like, oh, I want Matt Ryan as a quarterback. People want Patrick Mahomes or like you know, well, um, I, w- I would take Mahomes. Yeah, but but the thing is, I got Matt Ryan on the like the ninth pick. Right. Your Mahomes was grabbed on the first pick. Oh my god, the ninth. Yeah, crazy man. Actually, I will say you got lucky with Lamar. <laughs> Why don't we? Like, I wasn't. I wasn't high on Lamar, dude. Either. I was so lo- high on Lamar before the season. I actually reached for him a little bit. Mm. And my first pick was a pick that was going in the second round in Thomas? a lot of drafts. No, Thomas? I picked. I picked uh, Cook. And the Arnold twins. Whoa, what? The Arnold twins. Thanks, everybody. Are we tuning out? All right. I guess we're done. I am so sorry. Johnny got upset. Okay. We're, the podcast is still going. We'll have a hard cut to this, and they won't even know. Thanks for tuning in, guys. You know where to find us no, on no, social no, media. No, 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 no. Finish, no, no. finish your no, thought. No, it's finish about Dalvin thought. Cook, dude. Okay, I dude. picked Dalvin Cook was my first pick, and he was going second pick. But I saw he was a first pick like <laughs> two years ago. He was a first pick like two years ago. Are we still ago. talking about football, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted and, this. And people stood away from him because he was hurt. And they were like, oh, could he really like, you know... So what about Baker well, Mayfield? Who's got him? He's overrated, mm. dude, right now. Poo-poo. He was great last year. Yeah. Hey, we still got to record the intro too, you know. Anyway, um, thanks for coming on, Brian. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I know um, my my management's been trying to get me on this for a while. Finally made there it. it <laughs> I mean, if Aaron would stop dodging the emails, right? Brian, we're you're one of our best friends. Um, All right, dude, get a toast. Sit. Thank you. I just want to say. You got to come on more, man. All right. I'm glad we brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> did you already do plugs? We did plugs? Yeah, we did. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, guys, make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. We need those five stars. And remember, if you roast us in the comments, we will read the reviews. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Surviving Hollywood Podcast, Surviving Hollywood, Holly W. Is that what it is? Uh, you'll figure it out. Uh, one day we will. I'd love it if you rated us on iTunes. I did. Didn't you see my one star? Ooh. No, that wasn't me. <laughs> I saw the sense. podcast yesterday. He's, he's, on, he's on the other. He was a guest on the other podcast. That's what happened. Oh yeah, Bobby B. Bobby B. All right, All right. Thanks, I'm guys. It.